And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Hello, horror hippies! I've just gotten some wonderful news! I thought they were defunct, but I've been told I'm going to see the dead tonight! Oh, I've got my old VW microbus gassed up. I'm wearing my dirty jean jacket. I've got 15 sticks of burning incense stuck to me to cover the stench of death. I am ready to party. What? It's not the Grateful Dead? It's, it's a zombie movie set in Africa? Well, is Jerry Garcia in it at least? Well, what about the dead keyboard players? Um, well, I guess I'm watching a zombie movie while the acid kicks in. Um, enjoy the dead. and welcome to the startling vault of monster horror tales of terror i am one of your hosts mr jason jacanetti and this time out folks i'm joined by my three co-hosts across your radio dial the og mr chris honeywell oh it's a symbol that means hope uh, up next is chris tyler they're my hero i don't understand you white people and rounding out, rounding out this quad is my brother, Mr. Luke Jacanetti. Please, let us not blaspheme. That's, that was my line. If, I, if you guys didn't use it, that was my line. Because that's because um, if you can't tell what we're talking about, then get the fuck out. It's so, understandable. It, <laughs> this one is understandable. Uh, so, so we're talking about a movie from 2010. It's called The Dead, and it was directed by the Ford brothers. Um, this movie uh, was... Oh, good Lord. Okay, so um, Fangoria, when it still existed, not this new bullshit Fangoria that exists now, and Rue Morgue and Horror Hound and all those magazines were touting this movie that had been making its way around all the film festivals. And they were like, you got to see it. It's amazing. It's it's uh, bleak. It's you know, return to real zombie movies because, you know, zombies uh, kind of, you know, kind of jumped the shark a little bit and, and kind of got out of hand. And you're thinking like, well, you mean like Walking Dead? Like this came out in 2010. So it was filmed in 09 when Walking Dead was being filmed. So this is before Walking Dead became like the acceptable every single person in the entire fucking but, world except for me watching but the it. comic had been around so they may have read the comic you know, the comic had sort of set that that standard before the show came out but yeah right. this okay. this this really is, like sort of is in that vein yeah. though 
Yeah, but Walking Dead as a TV show, which literally everyone watched, like little kids watched it, everyone watched it kind of thing. It became acceptable to watch that show, no matter what age you were. The comics, again, I read the, I've read the Walking Dead comics, the first however many volumes of it, and then eventually I was like, okay, this is not worth my time. Uh, the problem was that zombies were kind of, that was how they were making their comeback. And it was through comics and stuff, but it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of great zombie movies coming out. So when yeah. a serious zombie movie came out, um, again, like I said, Fangoria at the time, Rue Morgue, Horror Hound, like, like all those horror literature kind of places were like, this is the movie to see. This movie's serious. This is on the level. There's no tongue in cheek. There is no you know, wink at the camera. Like literally this is going to, you're going to watch this and be like, it's not a beat. It's not funny. It's not any of those things. And I was like, okay, shit, I got to find this then. So, Thinking back, so this is like we're going to Chiller still when Chiller was still existed and wasn't just a swap meet for like, you know, I don't know, whatever the hell you even do there anymore. Um, and one of my one of my uh, the guys I bought a lot of movies from, he got a copy from overseas and it would be before it ever came out here. And I bought a copy of, from him and I said, like, I got to see this. And it is devastating when you watch it, how n there is no humor. There is no wink at the camera. There is none of that stuff. Mm -hmm. If you're expecting to find something that's going to be like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, it's just brutal. And then you realize that the Ford brothers, who are world-renowned commercial artists, they, are, they have won numerous awards for their commercials they've made. They, they are not like regular movie directors, right? They're just they're like, okay, they just make a movie. And no, they, I, they, uh, this movie struck me as somebody's like first feature film. Yeah, it, it so, has it, the 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 weaknesses in it are of like a super talented filmmaking team doing their first movie, you know, and 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 working their way through making a a whole movie, and. Right. So the, the Ford brothers who are, um, so there's there's uh, Howard J. Howard Ford, um, and he again he's he's Brit he's British just like his brother obviously, um, but this is he had made this is the first major film they had made in 2010, and then they made the sequel, The Dead to India, which is in 2013, and then they never made they made a movie Never Let Go, with I think that's I think Zoe Bell is in it, um, and it's supposed to be kind of take a take off on Taken. Um, and then his brother, Jonathan oh, Ford, um, uh, he went on, obviously he co-directed the dead and he, and then dead Two, And then he actually went on to do, um, he was a cinematographer on a movie called, uh, the offensive or offensive in 2016. They are not, uh, directors who have made a ton of movies. That's literally those, those handful of films, basically the dead and the dead Two are what they're known for in the world of full feature length movies in the world of uh, commercials and the things of that sort they are renowned for what they do and i think that's why this the dead and and in the dead too is, is very very good as well i mean it's it's a little different in what's going on and it, it is heartbreaking just as much there's literally not not a whole lot of upside in any of these movies um but it's literally two guys who are making a movie that they believe in that they want to put things out there and they have a really 
good sense of what looks good through the lens of a camera. Oh yeah. They this movie was made for peanuts. It looks like it's a, you know, way it's bigger production. Yeah. I mean, well, and it was shot on location in Africa, um, and that's part of what's one of the issues. That's so the, that's uh, the smart. That's the smartest decision ever because they just had Africa value. to work with, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and like, and like, a the scenery. You know, you have the the scenery of Africa is beautiful. It's colors and and you know, it's just it's insanely scenic. But B the stuff that like that that outpost where they found the radio mm-hmm. that you could tell was just like a real little you know that was a real in the the car that they got that was just this cobbled together Mad Max sort of station you know bare bones station wagon that's the you know that's just probably stuff they found around and and did location shots and said you know this and you go in the building and it's like this ramshackle building that's got file cabinets and there's a towel with some fruit laid out on it where somebody had the you know it just smacks of real it feels real it doesn't feel like a set somebody's built and decorated it feels like something somebody's found and it just gives it this whole naturalistic approach to plus <clears throat> the the you know non-professional actors or you know or or uh, the the only acting that i think really like that i wasn't too keen on was the lead guy and i think it was only because he reminded me of jordan peterson and it was distracting <laughs> i could even almost detect a canadian accent there you know but he had this just sort of like yeah, it was just. Uh, I don't think his acting was the strongest. The other guy was great, and all yeah. the incidental characters were almost like locals that they got a good naturalistic performance out of, and so, uh, it, it, it gives it a almost almost documentary feel to it. Okay, so the guy you're talking about uh, is Robert Free Robert Freeman Rob Freeman. Um, he is. He was in uh, Saving Ryan, uh, almost said Shaving Ryan's Privates, Saving Private Ryan, um, and he also is in Shanghai Nights, the one with uh, Luke Wilson and uh, um, Jackie Chan. Oh my Jackie God! Uh, yeah, right. Um, and I'm looking here. The only other thing he's in, I think he was in a movie called New Blood. He was only in a few movies, um, but in he plays Ryan's son in Saving uh, Private Ryan in the movie in '98, and then and so he's not like he was. Like one of the soldiers is 98, and then in 2010 yeah. he's making this movie. So um, he's not again. It's, you're not talking about somebody who is known for. I mean, he has 39 acting credits, but like these are credits that are okay. So he plays the sheriff in Pumpkinhead Blood Feud, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. He was in three. He was he, he's Coach Quigley in three episodes of Smallville. Like he's not exactly known who he is but i think that to me that helps add to it because he's not a known actor like he looks like a guy yeah it might have been it might have been his dialogue because like the writing isn't especially like i could send like um well there there's parts of the writing that i thought were brilliant like the the thing that i found completely refreshing about this was there's a part like right it's right about the midpoint of the movie, you know, so right where you're going to get to some maybe meteor part of the story, you know, in a, in a regular movie, 
they and they pull up to that that village and there's a bunch of armed guards and you know they're like pulling guns on them and they're like have their hands up and they're like hey we'd like some food and out marches the the general looking guy with his cop sunglasses on looking like Idi Amin and then I thought to myself uh, and I look down and I see we're like halfway through the movie I go okay here's where we meet the real villain of the movie it's general lissimo here who's going you know and uh no he he turns out to be a nice guy and that's this didn't fall for into the trope of like in mm-hmm. zombie times the real enemy is actually man is himself no Pete, like actually when they got to the village like all the the fighting warlords were like yeah we banded together we have a new enemy now so it sort of it sort of turns that trope on its head of like it, the zombie apocalypse turning people, you know, bringing out the worst in people into the opposite of it, but they're just but they're overrun. Yeah. You know? so, so it has a different. I I felt a feeling of relief that we weren't going to have to go through a involved storyline about this general and him actually well we are we're eating the people actually you know or something like that you know and right. and it, it like i think he the they tried to add elements that were like d- deep you know or a, a statement sort of but they abandoned like there was a whole thing with the witch doctor when he had his fever yeah. And you know that uh, was that going to be a theme in the movie? No, that was just a, it was just an isolated, isolated theme. The baby, you know what goes on with the baby? Oh, he's got the baby. He passes it off. It's, 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 it doesn't. So there, there isn't like a deep subtext to it. You know, it's not like any statements about society or adding a mystical element to it. And, just and it's almost like they sort of felt like they had to, but they just sort of like whoop, went through it. And and um, the only part that I thought was full out like weak writing was the whole scene where they call back to the United States and he gets his friend on the on the radio. <laughs> and the guy's like, Bob, Fred, hey, how's my <laughs> wife? I'm sorry to say your wife is dead. Oh, no, the zombies are at the yeah, door. Yeah, we're fine. All right, see you later. <laughs> and, and, and it's this video that got, you know, the standard, the guy in the, you know, in the bunker somewhere. And it looks just so glaringly different from the rest of this movie, which was like beautiful nature and and bloody corpses to, to this like just sort of stock image sort of and people running around in the background and the gunshots and the eyes in the background that was the only part that I was like oh geez guys come on we didn't we didn't need it you know but and and you know the, I think the end with the sun was a little forced to get them together but it was still really nice although I think they ripped off the symbol means hope from uh, Man of Steel <laughs> it, that was a Zack Snyder influence on this but so those were all those are all like reminded me of first time filmmaker things that ended up in it. And like I was just like kinda eager to see what their other movies were after that when they've even you know, now that they've made a full length movie, I mean it, this movie is just it's wonderful, but it's also like full of like future potential that yeah. could be like I'd like to see them get major studio money and see you know you would get some sort of matrix level type of movie 
but probably better. The thing is, is that obviously the 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 vast majority of the movie they had planned on shooting for six weeks, but they had delays and whatever, and it took them twelve weeks to shoot. But it was all shot in Africa, except for the plane crash or the the helicopter crash, which was actually shot in England. So the thing is, shooting on location leads to all kinds of issues and whatever that you normally don't, you know, you deal with not when you're shooting at a studio or something like that. So, um, but it also gives you the benefit of having everything there, um, including the fact that Rob Freeman got malaria during the shoot. So there are plenty of scenes of him looking like he has a fever because he actually does, Um, you know, kind of thing. So it's it's part of the, the, I think the overall feeling of it because you're not, but you know, because it's just like, it feels like, the, the 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 thing is, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be a hero. He's not like, oh, I'll I'll be able to kill. He he's upset. He doesn't want to kill the woman who clearly is going to die and take the baby. He doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to kill. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to kill the his uh, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name. Daniel. It's Prince David. Yeah, Daniel. He doesn't want to kill. That's played by Prince David o- o- Asiwa. He doesn't want to kill him, but you know, like especially after he saved his life. But that's the whole thing. They need each other. Like it's, it's, it's that. It's so much more, to me, realistic than a lot of other films you see, because, mm-hmm. you know, there are no. I mean, he. They look. Yes, people are like. Well, you know, actually, his gun he wouldn't have because that gun's not a film. I'm like, all right, great, okay. Or that machete actually would not cut that way. They would do that. I'm like, oh my god. And that's <laughs> that's the stuff people want to pick apart. You're you're willing, to, yeah. Yeah, you're willing to accept the zombies everywhere. You're willing to buy everything up to this point, but that's your that's your breaking point. So what I'm saying is is that by seeing it, and that's that's why when I heard about like, this this movie played at all the film festivals and stuff. It was always the midnight movie and whatever, and it was renowned for people didn't come out of it laughing. People didn't come out of it going wow. They came in and go wow. Okay, that movie is just raw. And it's, it's it's raw in that not raw like like it's got to be, you know, uber violent, uber whatever, whatever. But it was, it wasn't. There was no winking. There was no laughing. No, but I mean, it, it, it's raw because it doesn't revel in the violence. Yeah. It just does it. You know. It. I mean, there's some nice. I mean, there's parts where I granted I'm going like there's a shot in the cornfield where he shoots a guy in the head and you just see a little piece of bone. fly out and it's obviously a digital effect but it was very nicely done and it was just very quick but it was a you know a detail they didn't need to add but it was just really nice little piece of gore but they didn't play up the gore it was incidental and I love when movies like this when you have the hero when you have all the characters basically acting like real people instead of acting off the tropes of like you know that the anguish of, or you know him not the the with the woman and ba- the baby, like, like that set up a whole different dimension to it. And then they're like, yeah, we don't want to go there. So he just hit, handed off the baby, and I don't know why he didn't just get in the, in the well, truck. They're going the other they're way. Going the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I do. I do love that. My note is introducing a baby at one hour and twenty three minutes, and the baby is gone at one hour and twenty five minutes. Well, after about a minute of screen time, the baby turned into a weird doll too. So you know, yeah. maybe he was just like, I don't want this baby that turns from a doll to a human for very long. I mean, the thing, the thing to me about this movie is that from a lot of it. 
not necessarily from the acting, but from the technical portion of it, a lot of it reminded me of a of a much older film. It reminded me of something from like 1979, 1980, 1981. The specific one that there are certain aspects of this, but it really reminded me of is Bruno Matai's Virus, a.k.a. Hell of the Living Dead. Uh, the, the whole bit about the zombies moving like ridiculously slowly, Matai uses in that. And, and the idea that, yes, they, they look, you almost think it's a little, it, it, Jay, you're right, there's no comedy, but you watch this and it's like, it is almost comical how slowly they move until you realize, well, they don't stop, though. Yeah. At right. some point, I'm, I'm going to, like, he's, he's putting the tire on the truck. And, you know, yeah. anyone who's ever changed a tire knows you're paying attention to what you're doing. And it's like, okay, but that builds that, that tension. As we, as the audience, have a, a broader depth of knowledge than the character in the film does. Because we know there's somebody coming from. Or when they're, when they're at the um with the, they put their fuel in the truck up, right? And, uh -huh. and Daniel sees one of them, but not the other one. And then he finally does turn around and see the other one. But even, even from a visual standpoint, there's there are scenes in this that again remind me more of a European zombie film, one of those ones that it made in the wake of Dawn of the Dead, when they are, um, you know, the, the the truck crashes, and he get, and they're arguing, <clears throat> turn the lights on. If we turn the lights on, that's going to draw them here, and they keep arguing back and forth, and finally Brian turns the lights on, and we have the whole array of them in their white, <laughs> their white uh, tunics, for lack of a better word. I mean. That is a Fulci or a Matai style yes. reveal shot, and so it, it, it in much way it just didn't way, have the Italian. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it would have had to crazy But it was the same thing, yeah. But but like I said, a lot of this reminds me of, of that film, and even even the scenes like in the village, and and you know just just a lot of it reminded me more of that. So it really did seem like it was like a throwback sort of movie, and that it does yeah. have that that late uh, late two thousands because this was twenty ten. So, you know, they say that the first year of the last dec of the next decade belongs to the last decade, right? So it's still got that late 2000s kind of um, mindset and sentiment. But it, you know, it to me, it plays a lot more like an 80s zombie movie, but just mm -hmm. taken very seriously. And, and I think it helps that I, I recently did watch most of Virus because I watched Corona Zombies, which is like basically Corona Zombies. If you haven't seen it, it's like Hell of the Living Dead meets What's Up Tiger Lily. Okay. Uh, so the, okay. So the visuals are all still, you know, Bruno Matai. It's just got new dialogue in it. But <laughs> that's what made that. That's where my mind jumped, and I started thinking about. It. There's a lot of things that connect it. Even, you know, Daniel's, um, you know, the he, his, he has a statement, you know, when when he is dying, and he says, he says, "Don't be sad, brother. I'll soon be with my wife." And he says, "I just wanted not to let my soul wander the earth." And that immediately brings me back to, you know, when there's no more ruin in hell, the dead will walk the earth. It's the same type of, they, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Fulci uses a line like that. Well, not Fulci, but whoever, who was his writer? I forget his name. Uh, on, on In Zombie 2, there's a similar line like that. They, that, that type of dialogue popped up, that, that little bit of depth in, in, in a, you know, a bit of dialogue in, in the film. So I really enjoyed this. I didn't know what to expect coming into this because I had never seen this, frankly. So this movie's been floating around for 10 years and I had never seen it until a couple of days ago as we're recording. And, you know, I, I, and I was like, okay, we've got, we've got a white, um, you know, uh, you know, military engineer. They, they call him a mercenary. We've got a, uh, 
you know, an African soldier. And it's like, okay, where, where, where are they going with this? And wherever I thought they might go, they didn't. And I, yeah. I, I real that, that I appreciated. I really yeah. appreciated this. It's a really, to me, a very realistic take on an unrealistic situation, but in the best sort of way. Well, yeah. it's, it's funny because what you were just saying about, like, they, they don't stop and stuff. That was the only, ne- but I'm only thinking of it now. It didn't make it feel unrealistic while watching the movie. But that was an unre- that was that's unrealistic, you know. In say you're in a- in in Africa and you're just driving across the the land in Africa. You if you drive for an hour, <laughs> you could stop. There probably wouldn't be a human for a hundred miles. You know what I'm saying? Or you know, but but basically the zombies in this one is if you just stopped whenever you stopped. If you just had to, they're like mosquitoes, you know, you stop. And then after a couple minutes, they just, you, you hear one me and then all of a sudden there's two of them then there's four of them, but they're just, you know, whenever they would just stop moving, they just start creeping out of the underbrush, you know, wherever, wherever they go, they're just the uns- unstoppable doom. Right. And, uh, it's, it's way more atmos- atmospheric than, running and you know world war z style masses of of corpses and uh yeah i actually like relaxed a lot and was able to enjoy this because i wasn't didn't have i wasn't after a while i realized i don't have to worry about this person like by season whatever five four or five (laughs) of walking dead where everybody's going like are we actually the monsters? You know, I, you know, every turn and stuff. You know, they just make the decisions like with, with like with the woman with the baby. Like that's he doesn't understand what she's saying, but he knows what she's saying. And they both do the. Sh- she delivers the math to him, and then he does the math in the time, and it kills him to do it. But he's got to do it. You know, you got to do it at that point. You know, he was thinking. I can't if I start to carry her out of here. We're if I try to carry her out of here, we're both gonna die, and the baby's gonna die. You know, the her leg is destroyed. You know, it, it's just this horrible math, and it's all done really with you know just visually in a few seconds, like it would in reality, instead yeah. of like turning into this like hand wringing and or afterwards he would be you know him having a whole reaction to it no it's just like life he's just propelled through it you know propelled forward at at every moment yeah it's yeah i i don't know it seems it's always seemed to me like that this formula that with this movie is so natural of a formal formula for zombie movies to make them good you know apply them cleave them to reality or you know either you go way off and go wacky and have fun with it or you cleave right to reality and and it always seemed to me like those would be the best ones but it's just so rare that you know i mean sometimes romero was sort of the gold standard of that but he's not really like in comparison to something like this this is much more naturalistic and i guess the walking dead for a little while was sort of in that space but very rarely you know maybe what like 28 days later sort of 
sort of hit that a little bit. Yeah, the, mm. the, the main difference between, I would say, something like this and 20 Days Later, even though they're both made by British uh, film directors, so mm. it does uh, it does display some different ideals than maybe we have as Americans or even as, you know, other Europeans might. Um, the What you're going to you see is, and, and 20 Days Later, I mean, the book that 20 Days Later is based on is a great read as well. I mean, so, but the Ford brothers wrote this. Like, yeah. you know, kind of think this is this is just them wanting to tell the story about Africa. And, right. you know, if, if you didn't know that they were both British, you might think, oh, maybe they're African. Maybe they yeah. are, you know, maybe they're from Africa. And you they're know not. What? This is what world, you know what? They should have, they could have saved so much money and just given these guys twice their budget so they could actually get a real helicopter to crash and right. stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> and this could have been World War Z. Yeah. This is what World War Z this is what World War Z wishes is, it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but this is you. this is true. This this like literally this could be that character's verbal, you know, the his, yeah, I mean, the, the film yeah, version of his verbal story of, you know, it was and here's you know, this guy, he was an engineer and the, and that's and that's how it plays out. Everybody's just sort of this guy in their place and you know, but and they're the and book for World War Z. The book for World War Z when you read it for those people, because again, I'm, I, I'm obviously you've read it, Chris. I'm saying is, for people who haven't read World War Z, who've only seen the Brad Pitt movie, the movie is nothing like the book. Yeah. The book is stories about what happened. That's why they were able to come up with these things, it, like the one where I think it's it like was, a it, civil. It's like those Civil War books, or or well, yes. were, were like Vietnam and World War Two oral histories. You know, it's right. like single person's experiences from different places and stuff, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but saying, they so play out oh, like this, you know. Yeah, but there's, there's no let's sneak into a lab and let's steal this right. thing. And, right. I mean, we had to get into the lab to get the the culture to help cure this. It was uh, it was all just people's stories of survival yeah. of how they survived. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and and I think the the difference is obviously when you're making a Hollywood movie with Brad Pitt, you know, is he? I think he was executive producer and. You have all this money tied up and whatever. Well, then you need to have something this big. You need to have the the, the pile of bodies so they can climb up, the, so the entire pile can reach up to the sky and rip a helicopter down and stuff like that. Those things need to exist because some executive or some whatever feels that's what people want to see. And to be honest, I mean, where I have World War Z, I mean, it's, I don't love it, but I certainly watched it. It was entertaining. It's, but it's certainly not the book. And the problem is. When you see things like the dead and even the sequel, and I know you guys haven't seen the sequel. Um, so imagine, think about how many zombies there are in Africa. Well, imagine in India, yeah, uh, right. where the, which is where the second one takes place. And you're like, okay. So imagine this outbreak occurring in India. And that's why the second one is a, it's similar, but very different. Um, is and it again, in the I, wilds of India or is it in a, oh, like New Delhi or something? Yeah. It, the, in the sequel, you have a guy, uh, he's an American, remember what he is, he's either a communications or whatever. He's trying to get to his, he wants to marry her, but the dad won't let him marry her because he's not Indian. He's, uh, you know, Indian as in from India, folks, not like Native American. Um, you know, kind of trying to get to her. Because uh, well, some fucker will be like, oh, that's racist, Jake. Fuck off. He, they're from India, dickhead. No, no you're, uh, you're allowed to say Indian in the context of yes. from India. From India, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, so um, like he's trying to save her, and his whole point about like you know the dad's like, oh, we'll be fine, and now what? Well, now society's breaking down, and like all these things are happening that seem like they are the normal tropes you would have in a movie, except it's all told in little story. There's little sequences. There's not you know thousands of zombies ripping people apart. It's told in like you know very small in you know intimate parts of things and you're like okay so you feel like you feel his his anguish the same way here like the scenes where they're driving in the truck there's there's not a lot of dialogue there there's not much of anything but you can feel that you know they want to get they, they want to get where they're going he wants to get home to his wife and child and like and you know he called david to find his son and these are the kind of things that when you look at them, you're like, that's that's the real part. That's the you know, there is no, you know, I mean, like if if yeah, that's what had, that's what all the war stories like. Yeah. When you hear stories about World War II, it's more so. It's like we were trying to get out of this country and and do this, or you know, our battalion was trying to do this. But it's not the wider picture. It's like this immediate goal. Yep. And every soldier, their immediate goal is their 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 end goal is just to get home to their family. Oh. So, so it's I, it's it's personal stories rather than like how do we how do we get to the bottom of this or cure it or fix it or start a new world or anything. It's all just like it, it you know like basically it's the it, the idea like. I just figure with stuff like this, it's based on an idea, a zombie outbreak or something. Like, you could almost write any story by taking a globe or anything, you know, just mentally, and just dropping down into any place, you know, any... Okay, now we're in a pharmacy in Idaho, and, and, and this and this. How would this play out, you know? And because it's a, with an interesting concept, it's going to be interesting everywhere in a different way. And you could just, go, and that that was sort of what World War Z was, was yeah. like, oh, this is how it happened, you know, this is what happened in communist China, and this is what happened in, you know, in Iceland, and it, it just, it just, and that was, and that was a huge hit. I don't know why um, the dead. I mean, I didn't hear about it till you said I should watch it, and then I'd heard about it sort of like. When you when you mentioned it, and I looked it up. I said, "Oh yeah, that's the one that's supposed to be really beautiful. You know, yeah. it's supposed to look really beautiful." And that's all I remembered hearing about it, and that was from like ten years ago. You know, so it was. But I don't I don't know why this isn't a like a bit like a cult classic now. It, 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 why why you aren't seeing like YouTube videos good like the dead is on the slide, the best zombie movie of the last twenty years or some you know hot take clickbait titles yeah. and stuff because there's 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 a lot to go on with it too you know yeah. and, and the one thing i can say is that uh the 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 original obviously you know this one you know the dead and then the sequel which is a couple years later um that actually got a release where i actually bought that at a walmart like it was on like at the day it came out it was there um but it wasn't like a lot of fanfare it wasn't the major feature one you have to have you have to have a place that actually stocks. I mean, the, whoever was stocking the Walmart where, where that we should be frequent, um, 
does have a understands that horror movies tend to sell, and they have a lot of again. I'll be honest, with you, they have a lot of horror movies, and you know all different kinds. Like you know even the grade Z ones kind of thing. The ones you're like, who the hell is going to watch that? But they'd sell them all, and they have no, a ton I'll, of. I'll bet, I'll bet you Walmart has an algorithm that yeah. that that follows the you know everything they sell at every store, and the algorithm figures out that horror sells pretty quickly. You know. Well, but I'm saying, but like they have there literally, they have a ton of like. I don't. I mean, I think at Thanksgiving, at Halloween time, they have a lot of horror movies, right? Kind of thing. Is that's it? Because people in the bush want it. But like, right. we got, but all year round, they have a small, a small section. Right now, it's a bigger section. It's all the Hallmark movies. It's the, it's the Hallmark Christmas movies that that people love. I mean, I watched, I have watched hundreds of them because that's Kelly and I watch them, and with Haley when I watch them all together, and they're formulaic and they're whatever, but they're, they're like, you know, like. They're like your slippers. Like they're something like, like, oh, okay, I don't have to think a whole lot during this. And you kind of can whatever. And that's what some of those, you know, kind of crappy zombie movies and crappy horror movies are. But a movie like The Dead and even The Dead 2, uh, they wind up having them on the shelf because they're 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 movies that are highly rated and, you know, people buy them because people who are yeah. looking for them. So if you're in the store, yeah. you're saying, oh, The Dead, it's a zombie movie. Hey, it's it's eight ninety nine, and you just pick it up for eight eight nine bucks, and you get this. This might like, holy shit. Is there another one? Like these guys are good, you know. People, people who like genre movies, I think, are more likely to be collectors to or you know owners of stuff, and they're also more likely to be adventuresome. So mm -hmm. like it's, I mean. We're still, I mean, even you talk about the good old days, I'll, I'll, like the good old days just means the posters were bigger and, and, and the screens were bigger. But like, I mean, they're still selling horror and genre movies on a cover, you know, like Redbox. You, Redbox still sells, you know, somebody's grade Z horror movie on it. And if it's got a good title and a good good picture on that little square in the red box there's a good chance that somebody who's seen a million horror movies will go like give it a chance you know it, it might be amusing if it's terrible and it might you know and if it's a you know i might be discovering a gem or i might or i, or I might be able to get to sleep early tonight <laughs> you know but but like genre people are more likely to try that out you know and stuff like that. So I think it's always a be better bet to have like, like I don't think as many people like collect comedies and dramas and stuff like that because it's harder to get a set of comedy. You, I guess you could get the Pink Panther movies and stuff like that, and I'm sure there are people who do that. But it's like, you know, horror and science fiction give you like, you know, I got all the alien movies you know or all the friday the 13th movies and you can you, you know you can have nice little it's that it's that collector gene that we have that that like when you when you slide the last component in and just go like ah i just recently completed my star trek photo novels and it was so satisfying when i was in the bookstore and was like wait and <gasps> both of them yeah. it's done it is done <laughs> and they were the ones that were gonna you know that were gonna be special buys on ebay someday when i felt like spending 25 dollars on a on a book or felt rich or something but like not there they were for two dollars in the bookstore and finally it was done and i got to go home and like i'm like 
ah, I'm going to wait till after I eat dinner and relax and then slide these into their spot. There they go. <laughs> Bing! That's just more proof that life is a video game simulation. Yeah. And things just work and out. And the so nerds well. are ahead of the... Yeah, we're, we're, we're gathering the power levels where everybody else is just goofing around with that stupid money. <laughs> stupid so, money and uh, power. <laughs> We've got complete collections. <laughs> so the thing is, is that, uh, you know, we've mentioned it. It's not, again, this is not as readily available, you know, kind of thing uh, on DVD necessarily or, or um, you know, just sit around. I mean, it is available on Prime Video, which is awesome. But again, anything on Prime Video comes and goes, you know, kind of thing. So, um, and the Dead 2 is not available through Prime. You have to purchase it. Now, to be honest, the purchase price on these for both of them, I think each are around $7.99 as of like, the purchase in the, uh, you know, ultra, you know, high def or high def, whatever they go on Amazon. So at the end of the day, um, you know, if you manage to, if you're going to have some stuff shipped to you and you just say, hey, I'll, I'll have no no rush shipping i'll get an extra two dollars here or whatever i've managed to accrue thirty dollars just on christmas presents additional coming back for videos uh digitally you could you know score these for a couple bucks and to be honest they i mean they're, they're certainly not a movie i can be honest with you i said this when i when i watched it, i was talking with dad i said i'm certainly because he's seen them both he's seen both of them as well and enjoyed them too i said i certainly am not going to pull out the dead and just throw it on one day you know as like one of those hey, hey i feel like watching a movie and get up it's not a beat like you'd have to want to watch it and it's it's good and that's the problem is that there are a lot of movies that are very good that are not super upbeat and that's okay right not every movie has to you know i mean there are movies that i've seen hundreds of times and i love them and they're all oh, they're awesome and whatever and i'll watch them at any time they're on like hot fuzz I absolutely love Hot Fuzz. I mean, right, everyone knows I love right. it. Hot Fuzz is awesome. I can put on Hot Fuzz at any time. I feel good watching it. It's funny. You don't you know. have to a thousand percent. In, with a movie like this, you have to sort of like really engage with it more, you know. And and it's also not very happy. So it's not, <laughs> you're not Hot Fuzz. There's, you can zone in and zone out, and it's yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. So, um, but it's it's well worth to me. I would say it's well worth your time to go uh, seek it out. Um, and again, if you're not a big, you know, I mean, again, is, are the DVDs available? Yes. Can you get them for a few bucks? Yes. But, um, you know, like I said, it's like anything else, DVDs and physical media sometimes go in and out weird. And it's like, I right, this movie's hard to find right now. And all of a sudden it's up to like $20 for a DVD. And then like a week later, it's like a buck, you know, I haven't seen these fluctuate. They're usually around seven to eight, nine dollars on DVD. Um, so it's going to cost you eight bucks for digital. If you like streaming things digitally, you'll own it, you know, kind of thing. Um, there's also that mindset of like, well, I don't want to own anything. Oh, I can't own it. Um, and it's, again, available on Prime. So if you have Prime Video, and again, as of the recording, it's still available. Just spend the hour and a half and be prepared, though. You're not, It's this is not going to be some light, you know, cheesy well, comedy or whatever, you know, so. The, the good thing is, I, I think, like... I think a good percentage of our like listeners are probably like the daredevil types who've sat through like a Serbian film and stuff like that. So I ho hopefully they're okay. Hopefully like I'd, I'd love to know how many people like 
listen to this that are just like, ah, I don't really listen to horror movies, but I'm thinking of getting into them. Because <laughs> yeah. we would have taken them on a pretty weird ride. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, huh. I, I, I've never really, well, I'm not really a big horror connoisseur, but these guys seem to have piqued my interest. Like, I don't, right. I, I mean, maybe when we did Rogue One, uh, maybe maybe that was when they got hooked, you know, uh, like, maybe oh, yeah. that was And hooked. we've done stuff like, we've done stuff, when we did John Carpenter, we did Starman, which, you know, but was, was yeah. one of our few vault of startling monster horror science fictions. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying is, but it's one of those things that you kind of can just, you know, you, you got to sit down, you got to digest it, you got to kind of like watch it, you got to take it in. Um, you don't want to be distracted, you don't want to be doing other things, just spend the hour and a half. I know, it's so hard, right? An hour and a half of time, oh my god, just... If you yeah, but enjoy... you know what? It's it's not hard, because once you get sucked in, you're sucked into it, you know? you're. No, you're... No, I don't think it's hard to actually... People like, I don't have an hour and a half of time, and I'm like, I don't have an hour and a half of time. Like, I'm not, you know, I can't be... Like, that's what I'm saying. People are like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for I always love when people who don't have kids and, like, whatever, or don't, you know, they're like, how, how do they want to have time for this? I'm like, fucker, are you kidding me? Like, you know, like, literally. How do you have time, time for anything? Like, TV show, people watch TV shows and listen to podcasts and stuff. So it's you like, know. yeah, think so. of it as you're watching a movie. You're watching a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, I guess i understand not having time to watch movies sort of although i get to watch movies and tv shows although i often have to do them for I, it's because i have to do them for homework for, work right yeah so for, for, but, for a podcast or something but like come on man it's america like everybody <laughs> watches movies or tv or something you know yeah. i know some hippie people who don't like do stuff like that but very rarely yeah it's like it's like the uh who was was it cheech marin no um tommy chong in the woods from uh 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 color out of space color out of space yes (laughs) yeah yeah exactly they're just listening to they're listening to the vibes through their floor and stuff like that on peyote but you know they're, they're, they're not a majority uh so. I I don't like I I think once you get th- th- this is what it's it's there's really not not a, a s- slow stretch in it it's not a super fast paced movie but it's it's oh it's literally always moving forward and it's it, it's not dull it might not be upbeat but it's 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 not dull and it's not and it's not dumb. It, it never is dumb. Sometimes the dialogue's a little bit wooden, or whatever. But it's it it's that. I mean, it deserves a place in the zombie movie pantheon for being a serious zombie movie that respects its audience. You know, yeah. that it, it isn't like that. I mean, I've had several phases of getting bored of zo- like where it's like, okay, enough with the zombies, you know, it's, it's gotten it like <clears throat> just before the walking dead came out in comic form, there were all these zombie comics and George Romero was putting his name on some of them and other people were doing them and they were all over the top, sort of like evil dead sort of things full of catch, you know, trying to top each other for like over the topness. 
and it and after a while i was like this isn't what zombies are about for me you know this is just sort of like the surface level of them and i was just getting sick of it and then walking dead came and took it seriously and everybody was like ooh zombies again <laughs> and and it sort of got and you know and then like 28 days later came in and now we're at another phase mostly because of just walking dead but also cuz lots of there's lots of bad movies where I'm sort of like, eh, I'm not really too like I love. It's probably one of my favorite subgenres of horror, and I, most of the time I'm I feel almost like, you know, the default setting is to turn my nose up at most zombie movies because <laughs> most of them don't get it. This one gets it. This one gets what makes zombie movies scary and compelling for me, and it's so simple. You know, that's the thing is it's 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 simplicity itself and it lends itself to a, a a small budget. And yet it seems so elusive for people to get it right. So, yeah, this one, this one, belong, if, if you're a person that puts stuff on the shelf, this one belongs on the shelf. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it, like I said I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, you know, because um, and I'm, 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 I'm always guilty of this, of, of really really being turned off by things that are popular uh-huh. and, and so when oh you know so in the yeah, in the late yeah, 90s into the early 2000s i was a huge zombie fan because i would that's when i was really getting into dawn of the dead and i was getting into lucio fulci and and that kind of stuff and then everybody was into it and i said yep i'm done and now now i'm going to turn my nose up at it and and you know that that that's 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 up that's Luke's problem. That's not anybody else's problem. But but this this film reminded me of why I liked those earlier films to begin with, and so that that really made it very attractive to me watching it. And I was I was glad that Jay had thrown this out there because otherwise I don't know that I would have thought to put it on. It's like oh a zombie movie from 2010, <laughs> pass, you know. Yeah. But but without you know but sometimes you got to take a chance on it, and this one definitely lived up to the hype. They say I got. I, you... I was I got destroyed top to bottom as a little kid by Night of the Living traumatized by Night of the Living Dead and I've been chasing that dragon ever since with my zombie <laughs> movies, you know. The and thing is, when George Romero saw like Dawn of the Dead was definitely like I got some stronger stuff for you, kid, you know, and and uh, but like, it, but after a while the stuff got stronger, but it wasn't the real stuff, you know, man. They were cutting it with with too much. Too many yucks and stuff like that, and like when when somebody taps the pure vein, that's when I get happy. So the thing is, and then like Luke made a good point. Like it's a zombie movie from 2010. Uh, there are a lot of zombie movies. Like okay, pass. And it has a very simplistic title, The Dead. So you're like okay, like so it's not in any in guarantee. It's not like you know, uh, you know, zombie massacre 90210 kind of thing or whatever. Right. Like shark movies are but it's like the departed by um dicaprio and all them yeah 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 but that was like it basically it just meant everybody in this movie is dead and it's it has almost that same yeah doom doomed quality to it right so the thing is so i mean and the poster like the cover art and the poster art and all it's very simplistic everything's super simple about it there's which, which makes it st- again. You, people are going to walk by it because it doesn't have that like, oh look at that artwork. Oh look how cool that is. You know, kind of thing. It's very simplistic, so people will often pass it over. But 
to me, more often than not, when the movie is like, like I'm thinking of like um, five-headed shark attack or something like that. Like literally, you're looking at this going, "Holy crap! This looks like a freaking nut." It sucks, but this like this is gonna be nuts. Like you know, it's gonna it's sharktopus. It's it's freaking. Any other <laughs> yes. thing. It looks nuts, right? But like you're looking at this going, "Okay, but this is very simple looking, very plain." So could it have been insanely boring? Yes, that's the problem. Is that looking at how simple it is and the simple concept behind you like okay this might be really dull and at no point is this dull what i love to be honest with you is that there's music throughout the whole thing right but there are times when there's no music and they let yep. the diegetic sound right that's like right lucas what we yeah, talk yep. about right diegetic they, yep they let they let they let the the you know the africa kind of just talk for itself and it's like okay well, they also don't do the the standard like world music music that everybody uses to denote Africa. They just use music and yeah. I mean, so what a, what, a, what a novel friggin' concept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something that started in the '80s. You know, Paul Simon sort of kicked it off with Graceland, and then it just got out of control. And then, and then Disney perfected it, and it's been just terrible ever since. So, yeah, folks, this is well worth your time. Go check it out. Um, and if you enjoy this one, I can highly recommend uh, yes. The Dead 2 India. If you haven't seen that, please check that out as well, um, because I think you'll enjoy that. They are very much related to each other. Obviously, they live in the same universe, um, but they are not just you know cookie cutter movies um there's a different issue going on in the second one and stuff like that it's, it's a little i found this one to be i, I like the the, the 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 dead i like this one we were reviewing here i like it better than the dead 2 but i think the dead 2 has a little more meat on it uh story-wise of what's going on so you kind of like care more about what's happening uh with these people because they're giving you more story not that you don't care about here but I think you can enjoy both of them. Uh, it's well worth your time to kind of go into it. If you enjoy zombie movies, especially like Luke said, if you enjoyed the the, the you know the, the European zombie movies of the late 70s, early 80s, welcome to this, man. Just come yeah. and like, get into this thing. Like, no, this has atmosphere in yeah. spades, and, and you can't undersell how important atmosphere is to any movie, but a good, I mean, that's what, if you can set in that the right atmosphere through the whole movie it could drive a mediocre movie into greatness mm -hmm. and this one's a great movie with with the atmosphere with with just that atmosphere of of dread and doom mm -hmm. and and coupled with the relentlessness of nature on top of it you know it's got the elements of a nature survival movie with the el and and this and a feel to it that is is its own it's it's not even like other movies shot in africa it has a different feel to it and it's yeah it's it's a joy to ex it's a joy to experience <laughs> you don't just watch this movie man you like experience it <laughs> i like feel i i feel like i'm almost african after I watch uh, it. that now the emails are coming. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm yeah. trying. 
Oh, so. those emails are coming. And speaking of which, you know <laughs> you what we do actually have? Valley Girl girl off your show. She's racist. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't know what your problem is. Like, I, all of these, all these lotions gave me a rash, but this one gave me the least of a rash. So I guess I recommend this one. <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, oh my, you got it. Like, you don't even believe. Like, um, so actually, uh, we have, we, do we have an email? Do we, we actually, actually have... have some emails? Yes. Is there a stack um, bulging? Uh, is I guess that was a segue bulging? then. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so we do have a couple, um, and some of these we've been sitting on for a while, so we probably should get into this. Uh, yeah. So so we got one here. Um, from Trentus Magnus, uh, who recently, uh, I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, I believe Trentus recently retired from the podcasting game. He came down with a case of a new baby, yeah, which means he came down with a case of I'm never going to sleep again. So, yep. yeah. That, yeah see, hey, I waited under, understandable. To start podcasting, so. So, but, yeah. um, so, congratulations on the new baby. Yeah, hey man, um, you know he he ran that show uh, for quite a long time. Trennis Magnus punches reality. So, uh, Trennis, uh, congratulations on the the little one, and uh, get your sleep when you can. I'm just all I'm gonna say. But but Trennis wrote in about Halloween 2018. Holy right. shit! Yeah, <laughs> uh, which we covered We're more up. than a year ago. So uh, I actually wrote a note on my notes email, even had it underlined. Uh, so should we skip it and then come back to it later? Or no, <laughs> no, no, I think we need to do it. So, uh, yes. so I've got the email here, and Trennis says, "Hello, monsters. Hello, Trennis. Don't mistake me for a horror movie aficionado, or even a very knowledgeable Halloween fan. Even so, even so, I really enjoy the Halloween series. I initially welcomed the 2018 as a worthy addition to the canon. Everything pales in comparison to the original 1978 film, of course." But I rather enjoyed the 2018 film. At first, anyway. Uh-oh, things are getting dramatic. Oh, boy. Here's a with. continues. Time has tempered my enthusiasm, though. The original film has the perfect balance of ambiguity when it comes to the shape. You could view him as a paranormal figure, or a regular human, or something in between. It's all wide open to interpretation. The same cannot be said of the 2018 film, where he is depicted as more human than arguably any other film in the entire history of this series. I might even say that he's depicted as increasingly more human as the film progresses. To me, that robs the shape of much-needed ambiguity. The entire point, I thought, was to ponder if he truly is the ultimate evil. He's the ultimate evil, as Loomis <laughs> always said. Or if he's just a psycho in a mask. You know, I'm going to stop here. Trinus makes a really good point there, doesn't he? Because, yeah. well, I mean, I, in, in the if if they ever come out with the sequel, he's going to have to be sort of supernatural because they burned him to a crispy crisp. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. They show that trailer. They put the they see her screaming. Don't put it out. Don't put it out. They go to the fire department guest and puts the fire out. So he yeah, is... yeah. <laughs> but if he's human, <laughs> that fire was going. No, dude, that's what that's I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, when I was when it first came out, 
I always thought of him as the like more of the boogeyman than Michael Myers. And that was also because he wasn't known as much as Michael, you know, it didn't become a thing as much. But when we were kids, like he felt supernatural. I mean, and the, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there was, there, there was that element of ambiguity in the, in the last movie. I don't know. He took some, uh, didn't he take a bullet to the brain? Uh, he got At one shot, point, uh, and then they lock him in the. When when they have him in the back of the car and. Uh, with with um. Yeah, I don't think he took with, took it with to the, the head. With I the think new Doctor Loomis. Shot, though, <laughs> What's that? I, mean, I don't think, didn't think he took it to the head. I think he got shot, did get that shot. He got shot or something. Yeah, uh, I, it's 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 just gonna be hard. Like it's always gonna be hard. To maintain, it's uh, if not impossible to maintain the the original Halloween in sequels. You know, to do it in sequels, especially because I think you know, usually with a lot of those movies, they kind of leave it off perfectly with with that. So once you go in, once you venture into actually committing to do sequels, you're gonna lose stuff. You know, you're gonna lose some of the primal element that that drove it especially with a horror movie because once you start doing sequels you're pretty much counting on that monster to come back if they're pop as long as the money's being made you know they're going to find some some way or somehow even if they and if they do it definitively they'll just reboot it or whatever but you're always going to lose that 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 any kind of delicious ambiguity after a while because <laughs> things are going to get filled in and yeah. So Trennis continues. I think it would be fair to say I always say this. I'm sorry, Trennis. I always have to say this like Destro. It is only fair to say that militarily speaking, Cobra Commander is a world class buffoon. No. Um, Trennis says, I think it would be fair to say that Halloween 6 took the shape far too closely to paranormal territory. It's interesting that the 2018 film makes the opposite mistake in portraying him as too human, which is what we were just discussing. The other elements of the film mostly worked for me. Laurie is not waiting around for a chance to be a victim again. The events of the 78 film obviously left their mark on her. But she has used the last 40 years working to fight and defeat the shape if she ever crosses his path again. I like that because she has tools and accessories which would be genuinely useful if Myers ever breaks into her house. Especially a Myers who is just a psycho in a mask rather than some kind of paranormal entity. All in all, it's not a bad film. It's definitely worth watching. But at this point, it's doubtful that anything even remotely close to the original 1978 Halloween film will ever be created. The creative team behind the 2018 version couldn't do the job, and I think it's clear now that they couldn't, then I don't see why anybody else would be able to manage it. Even though it seems like we disagree, I still enjoyed the episode. Keep up the good work, guys. Love and daggers, M. So, Trennis, thank you very much for that email. I, I did, yeah. I, I make, make some really good points there, you know. I haven't seen Halloween 2018 since we watched it for the show, so I probably uh, am due for a, a rewatch on that, but you know, it makes a really good point. And, you know, the thing with the thing with the shape, like you say, it's always a bit more ambiguous whether what what to what level he is. He's not like Jason Voorhees, where Jason Voorhees comes out of the gate, you know, right. as 
there there's obviously something even in even in Friday the 13th part 2 the stuff he pulls off you could pull off growing you know? up in a lake and then, yeah and then they then they literally raise him from the dead yeah you know? so it's like at that point all, all the rules are off you know they they come right out and hang a lampshade on him so i think he makes some really good points and uh you know i am uh, i appreciate you writing in so thank you very much uh Trennis. I'm still holding out that the sequel is Jamie Lee Curtis is the killer and she just she goes unhinged and and uh, at, at, at some at, at, at some point she she just creates she is creating Michael Myers from her head to as part of her insanity that's and that's revealed at the end of the film that's that's my dream <laughs> I could go for it. So we do have another email. This Ooh. one's uh, this one's a bit shorter. This is from Raul Gonzalez, Raul. And, uh, and Raul writes, uh, "Hey fellas, oh he writes it's called the Nest is the name of the email here, the subject line. It's Hey fellas, love the show. You asked for ideas regarding movies. How about the Nest? Now, I'd this love- is where, now now this this is where Raul really really is, that, is this a VHS? This is a VHS it, era one, isn't it? Yeah." He says, never seen it myself, but the poster looks cool. Fuck yes, it does. We, okay. the, the movie is called The Nest. The tagline is, roaches have never tasted meat until now. Oh, God. And it's got- Now, what's funny is I've never seen this movie, but oh, I had a friend was- who had the novelization of it. Oh, my God. Oh, God, really? So the, so the poster has, it has a, it, it, it's, it's all drawn. And yes. It has a girl in white lacy panties and a white bra, and a giant, like four and a half foot long giant roach on top of her. No, okay, wait, wait, wait. A cockroach, Chris. Not, not that kind of roach. Not that kind of roach. A cockroach. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. And, it's and not Cheech and Chong's the nest. And oh what's my God. great, what's great <laughs> is that so the cockroach is is on top of her. Its middle legs are actually. Which is which is just fantastic. And then the tagline: she is bending in a very strange position with this. And the tagline yeah. is: she's just an appetizer. I think that this is going on the list. That's it. Uh, That's yeah. it, Raul. You just made the list, Thanks. my friend. Because we're I'm gonna write this down and see if we can find a copy of this. Because it's got to be better than incredible. Joe's apartment, right? It's got to well. be better than Hereditary, right? Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh well, come on. Yeah, right. what I did in the toilet here. this morning was better than Hereditary. Yeah. We got a little higher than kind of be better. I think than other roaches. There's bugs. There was a William Castle well, bugs. There was uh. Slugs. Remember that one? There's, what was the, the, Wasn't there the, the Del Toro movie where they like they were Mimic. street street people Mimic. bugs? Yeah. yeah. Mimic. Mimic. Yes. 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 Oh, <laughs> Pivot. Oh wait, that's a different. That's... <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, that, yeah, definitely. I, I, I literally, in all that's... seriousness, I do have a list, and it, it's just a, a white or not white. It's a yellow uh, sticky pad uh, that right, I keep on here. the inside of my notes. So we are, we are gonna, we are gonna look into the nest. So here we go. So I'm looking at the cover, and it is, uh, you know, he's he's definitely ripping her bra off there, right? And it's the Blu-ray DVD combo pack. It was put out by Scream Factory. Um, and I think in 2013. And it has uh, the, in the non, non-reversible cover, but it has the inside. 
And this movie was on, uh, I want to say it was on TV. Um, I, was wa- I definitely watched it, but I think it was on it was on like HBO or whatever and Kelly's watching me and for any of you who might have guessed my wife uh, does not like bugs um, so no, she's no, she like I'm not. not watching this is horrible right and I go no 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 trust me watch this because there's not just the nest there's also slugs and yes, I think slugs is freaking hilarious slugs, All right. I pulled out my it, psychotronic Yes, I see. so the net the um, so slugs is another one reminds me of this. Those are to me if you, if you wanna if you wanna watch um, you know again you got to be in the right mindset to sit down and watch these things. If you, if you're expecting Citizen Kane, you are gonna be wrong. But literally slugs and the uh, and the nest. Oh, what a double combo you can go. If you really wanted to go for a triple combo, you might want to pull out Squirm, um, which you could listen to. Uh, wait, was that it was. We did Squirm together, right, Luke? No, I didn't do Squirm with you. No, no. Didn't we do that? What did we do? Oh, no, 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 no. So you're trying. No, we didn't do Squirm. No, we were supposed to. We did, we did what do you call instead? We did um, um, Fogs. That's what we did. Yeah. Uh, but Squirm would be another one. That's a, that's what the, the, what the Earthworms going crazy, right? You want to talk about uh, movies my wife never watch? <laughs> yeah. Well, good. you guys want. Uh, have you seen the nest? Yes. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say I got the I got the description of it here. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it's good. It, it, although it describes them as giant cannibal roaches, and they evolve to become what they eat. So we get a cat roach, a man roach, etc. Which that doesn't mean cannibal. That that means they're just mutants, man-eating roaches or cat-eating roaches. <laughs> Here's as of right now, it as of parts of this copy the fly and other eighties movies. So that's we're making friends real quick. As okay, as of this recording right now, it is currently on uh, Prime Video, and the Blu-ray DVD combo pack I just described, which is outstanding, is uh, is down to fourteen bucks new on Amazon. Right. I used to tell you guys click the little button, get the money for us and stuff, and it's not working yeah, anymore. We don't, but we don't got it's that. On, we, we don't do that shit anymore. But it's on Prime Video, but so well worth it. And then let me see what else is left. But yes, yeah, so um yeah. Yeah, so I think I think we know what the next horror rack hanger on is gonna be. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be the next. Thank you, Roel. And uh, and we actually have another email from Roel. I think we can save that one. This is he writes in about um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm saying he and I don't want to, to misgender our, our listener. So Roel writes in saying, uh, talking about Night of the Demons. So I'll, we will save Roel's other email for, for the next thing, because this one's a little bit longer. So right. I will uh, I will we'll save that one. But if you would like to email in, and maybe we'll get to you within a year of you writing in. <laughs> <laughs> no. Freakvault, all one word, freakvault at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us. And uh, we would love to hear some feedback on stuff we've been covering or uh, suggestions or, you know, uh, hey, you guys were totally off base about this movie. Uh, anything is welcome. It would be, uh, really do love and appreciate your feedback. So please, we will try. You know how a podcaster is lying. His lips are moving, but we will mm-hmm. try to, uh, to get, be more on top of yeah. the, the email. Well, I, I, I just want to tell people I've just discovered The Nest is available for free on YouTube also. There nice. you go. There you so. go, baby. And- so you have no excuse not to be all, uh, you know it advanced now, and you have no excuse not to be all prepped up for the nest. 
Yeah. And so, don't and there's I, apparently there's a Jude Law movie coming out in uh, sometime, or has come out sometime this year called The Nest. Don't watch that one. That's not that. the right That's nest. That's a different different thing. Yeah. Different, different nest. Slugs is also on Prime Video, and I looked here because I look at the covers of Slugs. I have the Arrow video release, which is awesome because Arrow video Arrow video is like like they're, the, they're not Arrow video. They're not fucking around. Jesus. And, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, folks, this is awesome. All right, folks, so go go watch The Dead. Watch The Dead 2, India. Make sure you watch The Nest so you're ready to go for the next one. And we'll figure out the other stuff. We get, you know, Do your homework, <laughs> goddammit. Just get yeah. to it. <laughs> we, we got your hookup. That's all you need to worry about. We got your hookup. Uh, if you hear me. Hear me. Play a, play a, play a. <laughs> Make it a tag team match, please. That is going to be a tag team match. Oh, against the Undertaker. <laughs> We're going to a different show now. <laughs> Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. That is freaky.